uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Out Loud. Today we have a look and explore toll fraud. I'm joined by guests from three different businesses within the industry who know all about this issue. Toll Ring are specialists in fraud prevention and management and we're joined also by their partners BT and Daisy Group to discuss an issue which has affected the communications industry for a long time. Have a listen. In this episode of Out Loud I'm joined by a whole panel of expert guests to discuss toll fraud. I have Tony Martino, who's the CEO at Toll Ring. Good morning, Tony. Are you well? Good morning, Patrick. I'm very well indeed, and thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on. We're also joined by Alistair Buck, who's General Manager for Voice at BT Wholesale. Good morning, Alistair. How are you this morning? Hi, Patrick. Yeah, I'm very well this morning. Thank you. Excellent. And finally, we have Alex Mawson, who's Product Director for Voice Services at Daisy Group. Hello, Alex. Hope you're well. Good morning, Patrick. Very well, thank you. Hope you are too. I am very well, thanks. That went incredibly smoothly for the first introduction. So, first of all, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. And today, we're going to discuss something which is a real issue within the industry, and, and it has been for, for many years, which, which is toll fraud. There are a few different variants. Sometimes it's called VoIP fraud, but it, but it normally involves accessing a phone system and making fraudulent chargeable calls and obviously the bills rack up pretty quickly. Surprisingly to many of our listeners I have actually done some background research on this and although the Office for National Statistics don't give us the exact figures specifically for toll fraud we know it's going to be in the millions in the UK year on year and obviously costing UK businesses. So Tony I wanted to start with you as tolling specialised in fraud prevention and management have you noticed an increase in toll fraud or a decrease over recent years? And if, if you have seen an increase, where would you have seen that? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, for us, uh, we can really only answer this question very much from a market trend perspective. Obviously, we're not a, uh, a, a platform provider, a service provider. We're a, a, a technology business providing solutions uh, to assist in the management and, and, and the stopping of uh, a fraud. Um, but certainly from what we've seen, uh, Telecoms fraud is, a, is, is a, a very big problem. It's a massive problem. Uh, I mean, it runs into uh, the multi-billions of pounds, certainly uh, globally. So, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's an ongoing and ever-evolving threat. You know, I mean, we're seeing uh, uh, fraudsters become much more sophisticated, obviously, now with the, uh, uh, with the growth in, in SIP trunking and IP telephony. We, you know, we only see this problem becoming uh, uh, ever more uh, prevalent. So, uh, you know, we, we've got some figures, uh, as I say, from the market, whereby uh, uh, it's estimated to be in excess of £25 billion per year as a problem. So some staggering numbers, um, and, and much to our surprise, if I'm honest. I mean, as, as a business, uh, it, it very much uh, focused on analytics. Uh, we, we, you know, once we started to analyse and look at this sort of uh, problem, uh, we were very, very uh, surprised as to, to, to understand the, the, the magnitude of the issue. Uh, so it, and again, it, it leads on not just from a financial uh, problem, but also um, the the implication around uh, driving customer churn, uh, causing bad debt. I mean, the the, the ramifications of uh, this sort of problem, this this this, this fraud issue, uh, has has, as I say, many many uh, factors that are. Uh, uh, that that are there. It's not just, as I say, about the the monetary uh, issues. Um, and as I say, we've only really started to target our analytics uh, solutions around this fraud.
cultural challenge over the last couple of years. And certainly as our base is growing, we're seeing uh, the amount of fraud that we are detecting uh, increase proportionately with, uh, as I say, uh, the deployment growth in our services. So as far as we're concerned and from what we see, it's a, a, a growing problem and a, and a big problem at that. Alistair, from BT's perspective, would you agree with that in terms of how the fraud has developed in terms of quantity, amount of fraud, and also the complexity as well? Yes, well, you know, BT operates the largest voice network in the UK, and uh, we are exposed to all types of fraud, different sizes, different shapes, uh, different types over our different uh, voice products. Um, and from our perspective, Yes, without a doubt, telephony fraud is still very prevalent in the marketplace. And as um, people start to take up the VoIP services, um, cloud VoIP services, um, we see there's probably a, you know, additional opportunities for these criminals to, um, um, to make these fraudulent calls. Um, and these are very clever people, quite innovative type of people as well. We mustn't underestimate them in terms of um, what they can do and, and how they can break into networks. Traditionally, um, they have focused on the PBX. Um, they've seen that as you know, getting in through insecure architectures, um, breaking to that PBX and start making calls out over the SIP trunks, very often to international numbers, um, where they, they typically got some sort of relationship um, with um, people who own those numbers abroad. Um, but we've also seen other situations where um, we have seen problems with our Centrex um, services where we have actually had um, companies uh, falsify um, their identities. Um, they're able to pass the credit checks. They look like legitimate people. And they come on live onto the services. And then they basically get the soft client first. And then they hammer it the first few days of going live with soft clients, making lots of calls to lots of areas. And then they disappear. They don't obviously pay the bill. They don't, they don't pick up the phone. They're not contactable. So they're using, you know, they're using different techniques in, on the different products. Um, so we, as a supplier in this space, we supply many of the resellers on VoIP services, um, as well as legacy traditional services. And it came quite clear and apparent that our service offering must um, offer a, um, a multifunctional fraud tool. Um, it was demanded. It was required. Um, they see it as a mandatory service now within the offering and also see as a freak to consume. Um, consequently, we you know, looked around and we chose Tolring and we've integrated their product um, into our network now and it's been operational now for um, over six months. And Alex, from the, from the angle of a reseller, uh, Daisy, have you seen the similar increases and the changes in the type of fraud? Uh, yes, um, I mean, as a, a reseller and a, a distributor, I think we're ideally placed to um, see firsthand uh, what the, the scope looks like of fraud. Um, I think from our perspective, the frequency of fraud or, or misuse occurring does feel to have been on the increase for the past sort of three or four years. Um, but international dial-through frauds remain the most common um, method of, of misuse and, and fraud attacks uh, for both uh, traditional voice and IP voice technologies. Um, you know, this is a similar trend that we've seen for about 20 years now. Uh, things haven't moved on. Uh, very similar. But what has, uh, what's interesting is as technology has moved on over the years, um, so has the method of fraud being committed. Um, we often find that the, the fraudsters who are compromising equipment are now using automated systems to generate calls when businesses are closed. 
uh, and they can actually stop that um, before the business opens again. And that allows them to go undetected for as long as possible. Um, and I, I think a, a lot of the, the increase is because more and more PBXs and more equipment are being connected to an IP network, uh, which makes you know, it easy now for hackers to identify and, and you know, pick those targets. Um, I think it's also important that resellers do have a clear and, and strong set of terms um, to cover fraud and misuse. Uh, as the shift to hosted technologies can at times shift the responsibility from the end user or the customer to the reseller. Completely. And, and so, so, Tony, considering we have pretty much consensus from the panel that toll fraud is on the rise and, uh, and the increasing complexity and, and the different tactics used by the fraudsters is, is changing, what's the best approach at the moment to, to tackling fraud of this nature? Yes, so um, when we looked at sort of some of the solutions that uh, were in the market, um, we, we noticed that a lot of it was very heavily biased towards kind of it being a, a, a sort of an engineering-based tool, a, a network monitoring type uh, a system where, um, you know, IP addresses were monitored and, uh, it, you know, again, it was, it was very much focused around the network. Um, and we wanted to come at it slightly differently. Uh, we felt that um, uh, in terms of being able to monitor uh, fraud properly, we wanted to be able to look at how uh, we could socialize uh, the tool, make our, empower our users, our resellers uh, to, to proactively manage uh, some of these elements. So typically, uh, spend capping was 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 a, a fairly blunt instrument around being able to manage uh, the problem. I.e., uh, uh, attacks would occur, um, a, a spend cap would be put in place against a particular customer. As soon as that uh, that uh, uh, amount was reached, the 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 customer site would then be uh, blocked from making further calls. So, you know, in other words, conceding that fraud has occurred and not really looking at how the problem could be solved. Um, so we wanted to, as I say, look at how we could e expose or socialize some of the, the, the tools that we have uh, in our uh, toolkit to be able to get uh, uh, all of the community involved in being able to, to, to manage the problem and, 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 uh, and, and alleviate the issue. So we, we built um, a process around a, a three-gate process, as we call it, where we use intelligent analytics at the heart. So the very first gate is the ability for us to um, look at the core destinations that are being dialed and, and map them against a global risk register. So we have uh, all known destinations, uh, 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 as I say, globally. Uh, they've all been uh, registered against uh, um, a kind of, you know, critical high, medium, low type uh, uh, a risk register. So that's the very first gate that we look at. The second element, and, and Alex mentioned it just a moment ago, is around um, being able to look at each customer and understand their core behavior and profile what it is they do. Now, this for us is, is a key component because what it does is it means that as fraudsters are able to get through to a, 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 to a particular a, a customer site, they're able then uh, to look at 
how they could effectively make the most of that opportunity and typically it might be overnight or you know during uh, not during business hours and, and hence that becomes a, a, a real problem but what we do with our profiling is we check all of that we learn what the customer does do they do they work evenings what numbers are they uh, typically dialing and we're able to react uh, to that profile so this level of intelligence really bolsters the solution um, massively okay so that's the second gate and then of course the third gate is around spend caps where we utilize a credit our credit management module with uh, an associated tariff and we're able then to use spend caps uh, as a as the third gate but typically what we are seeing is our first two gates are very rarely compromised and, and spend caps, uh, as I say, are really only there as the, 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 the final uh, protection. So this self-learning process is as a critical element to our solution. Um, and it, uh, you know, alongside a fully automated real-time blocking uh, process as well. So it's not just a matter of detecting fraud, but we need to be able to react to it because it could happen in the middle of the night, as we've stated. So we need to be able to react quickly and effectively. So so this level of um, integration into the network is is, a, is key to be able to provide a, a, a strong solution around fraud management. Um, and, and of course, as I, as I mentioned earlier, that the collaboration between customers, resellers, and our service providers, all of these elements, uh, they need to come together. Our solution provides uh, a number of uh, dashboarding uh, components, uh, uh, alerting elements as well. So it's the combination of all these things uh, that we feel, uh, you know, we encourage, as I say, a culture of shared responsibility across uh, across all of those uh, elements uh, in the in the in the chain. And and I, you know, we. As a result, it, it creates a much more uh, compelling, uh, protective uh, story against uh, uh, fraud. Uh, and as to what Tony was saying there is, is really interesting, it, do you require more of a holistic approach in terms of all parties working together, that's customers, resellers, distributors, vendors, in, in terms of communicating better and working better together to try and avoid these types of fraud? Yes, I mean, Tony gave a very good um, description of of the service, and um, you know when you know, when you think about it, we way BT has approached this is in, in is a is a three pronged attack really to tackling fraud on our our VoIP products. Um, the first thing is to work very closely with Tolling. Um, you know, there are there are expert. You know we've integrated their product into our um, um, into our network, um, and. You know, implement um, in a real environment the the fraud alerting and blocking, the credit management alerting and blocking, and you know, and get that self-learning architecture and all the rules working. And what's important is that when you're working in a big telco, there's you know, there's lots of orders coming in, there's some cease orders coming out. There's you know, it's handling all that data and making sure that that system is working optimally. It's working at 100% availability. And it's working with a hundred up-to-date accuracy um, of, of customer data. So basically, building the environment with our operations team to make sure this works in the most efficient way possible. So that's the first thing: which is working with tolling, getting that right, getting all those processes right, and um, and, um, and, and 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 making sure the tool is 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 giving the right data out. Um, the second thing we do is we work very closely with our resellers. Um, you know, they have share responsibility. They have shared responsibility to act on the alerts and to um, 
you know, and understand the rules, their responsibility to become, you know, almost self-sufficient with this. And, and that involves an element of understanding, an element of training, uh, an element of Q&A, uh, an element of a bit of trial and error at times to get them into a situation where they can use the tool in its most maximum effect and, um, and, and stop, you know, these frauds happening quickly. And if it, you know, if the fraud engine doesn't pick it, um, doesn't get it, get the alert out and they don't block it, then, um, then the credit management system will, will, is, is the safety net. And our, our third approach is, is that we have our own fraud management team. Um, this is a very experienced team we have um, centrally within BT. It provides services across the group um, with a number of experienced individuals who've been working in this field for many years. And they monitor the overall network. They, they look at some, some of the behaviors happening across the network and they will pick some things up and they will make sure if they see something suspicious, they would, you know, they make sure that the resellers have seen that on the tool, they're acting on it, they're dealing with it. And it's a bit of a safety net. So between the three, those three, those three um, approaches, working with touring, working with resellers, and working um, and using our, our current fraud management team, um, we're finding, um, as an example, over the last six months, um, through those collective efforts, um, we, we are finding um, success rates of folders start to come down uh, within our network. Uh, and Alex, lastly, often the most badly affected partners in cases of fraud it can be the resellers themselves as they're potentially the, the, the smallest business they might not have the systems in place or might not be fully aware of wh where they're vulnerable how can resellers best ensure this, their security against toll fraud um, i think for, for resellers to be able to uh, monitor usage uh, effectively receiving call data uh, and dialing activity data as quickly as possible uh, is the key to successfully uh, detecting fraud and misuse. Um, it's important that resellers have good relationships with their suppliers uh, and ensure best practice on detecting fraud and misuse. Um, as Alistair uh, alludes to, um, you know, BT have a dedicated team. Um, we do as well uh, within DAISY, uh, but not all resellers are able to invest heavily in this area, whether it be in people or systems. Um, so, you know, selecting a partner who takes fraud seriously should be one of the main requirements. Uh, and again, as Alistair points out, if they've not got, you know, a team, a dedicated team, the credit locking facility of such systems is a really good fallback as long as they've set, you know, limits and, and various settings uh, to effective levels. Um, whereas some see sort of IP voice uh, as being an increased threat um, by choosing the right solution, it can offer greater controls and monitoring. Uh, again, as, as Tony and Alistair have alluded to, a good example of that is within our HVS, our hosted voice services portfolio. Um, that was strengthened uh, since we introduced the uh, fraud solution uh, via BT and Tollring uh, in the summer of 17. It, it now actually means we can detect fraud and misuse early to reduce that commercial exposure. Um, the, the tool is extremely powerful and we can assign over, it's about over 100 rule thresholds against the customer's site, uh, in addition to the fallback of the simple credit locking values. Uh, email alerts are sent out to uh, partners uh, when thresholds are breached or reach a certain percentage uh, and then they can make a decision, you know, is it misuse, is it fraud, is it worthy of a, a manual bar? Um, and it gives, that, it gives them that early uh, warning as to whether something's going on that shouldn't be. Um, and once they've restricted it, they can investigate further. Um, I think monitoring the alerts 
and the notifications directly um, enables them to, to react a lot faster in the event of fraud uh, and be very proactive in communicating with their end user customers as well. Um, the ability to collaborate with the customers on fraud and with the credit management is a big differentiator uh, and a great confidence boost for any end user customer. Well, thank you so much to all of you for coming onto the podcast and explaining some more about toll fraud. I think you've all provided some really useful information to our listeners throughout the, the different realms of, of the communications world on how to try and avoid fraud and, and keep their businesses safe. So firstly, Tony Martina from Toll Ring, thank you. Thank you very much indeed uh, for having us. That's been uh, really uh, insightful and uh, thanks to the others as well. Thanks very much, Patrick. No problem at all. And Alistair Buck as well, on behalf of BT, thanks very much for coming onto the podcast. No problem. Thanks, Patrick. It's a pleasure. And finally, Alex Mawson from Daisy Group. Thank you as well. Thanks, Patrick. Take care. Huge thanks to all the participants that took part in today's episode. To find out more about how to prevent toll fraud, visit our website at uctoday.com and search for Toll Ring. And there you'll find loads of follow-up content, articles and links to their site and products that can assist you in this area. Also, if you have any specific questions about toll fraud, you can get in touch via LinkedIn or tweet us at UC Today News. Thanks for listening.